is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. On Psalm 64 this morning, it is, it's a little bit of a dark Psalm in the sense of he goes through a a litany of things that those who who, who come against him, who who attack him, the, uh, those who are lining up to war against him. It's not dark in the sense that God takes care of him. And God, the truth is that just, that, that God uh, protects us. He is our protector against the darkness. And in fact, without him, the darkness would over, overwhelm us. And, and the truth is with us, Common grace even is uh, given to those who are walking in darkness because they get to experience the grace that is uh, poured out upon us and the earth because of us. And there's all kinds of forces at play when we deal with the Word of God and when we deal with when we deal with what God's doing in the world we live in. He says uh, here, hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Notice he is spending time talking to God and meditating on what God has to say to him, considering his life, considering his day, and considering what the word of God has to say and what uh, the Holy Spirit is saying to him. And so he says, hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Now notice he does not say preserve my life from the enemy. He says preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Because the truth is that nothing happens. Uh, the Holy Spirit, one of the Holy Spirit's jobs in the world is to hold back evil. And when the Holy Spirit is actively and working to hold back evil, we can trust that's going on because that's one of that's what the Holy Spirit does. And <clears throat> anything that happens in your life is designed and planned by God. And so if it's designed and planned by God, then... Um, we can trust that that it will not have the desire. If, if someone wants to hurt you or destroy you and God is holding them back, then he is only going to allow that which is best for you, that which grows you, that which matures you, that which makes you his very best. That's the, all that he's going to allow to happen to you. That's all that he's going to allow to come against you. And so you can be assured that Evil is not going to win where it's concerned with you. It's not going to have victory where it's concerned with you. So he says here, preserve my life from fear of the enemy. What he's saying is preserve me from fear. Hold me back from overwhelming fear. And let me tell you, uh, fear can be an overwhelming force. It is an overwhelming emotional force in, in, in anyone's life, whether they're in darkness or not. Fear is is a natural condition of humanity. And so when we're dealing with fear, and boy, you could just spend uh, days and weeks speaking of how fear just grips you and, and, and turns you and, 
and makes your heart roar. And the minute you begin to give in to fear in the little things, fear grows in everything. Fears like kudzu, and, and those of you who are not from uh, this part of the country, kudzu was brought over here from in Asia, I think maybe Japan or somewhere like that. And in those areas, kudzu is not a problem because they're a little bit, the, the climate's a little bit more limiting, and so it doesn't grow quite as fast. And there's so many people there that kudzu can't, doesn't have the open spaces to really take over like it does here. But in Alabama, kudzu can just really take over a whole swath a huge big area because there's more room there's a lot more land mass for kudzu to move on where people are not living and where people are not cutting it back but once kudzu takes hold here in alabama in an area it just overwhelms it, it just runs everywhere it fills the whole area up it covers the grass it covers the small bushes it even goes up and covers up the tree. Giant trees, it'll climb all the way to the top of them and cover them up. Kudzu is, it just covers everything up. Fear is that way with, with the individual. It, it just begins in a small spot. And then fear of everything and fear about everything and fear in every moment just covers you up and it can overwhelm you. And, it, and when it, scientific and medical studies have been done about fear, and fear, fear does all kinds of terrible things to your body. And so when David says, preserve my life from fear of the enemy, he's saying a big thing. There's, that's something, that's, that's something that, that we really do need. We re really do need uh, God to preserve our living, our abundant life from being swallowed up by the fear that is so natural to the lost heart. He said, hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. Notice the things, the main aspect of fear that makes it so terrible is fear is of ignorance. And I, when I say ignorance, I'm not talking about the inability to know something. It's the unknowing of something. You just don't know it. Ignorance is, it, ignorance has nothing to do with somebody's ability to learn or ability to gain knowledge. Ignorance is, just classifies your lack of knowledge and ignorance of the plots of the enemy. And let me tell you, the plots of the imminent, imminent the plots of the enemy are are numerous and grow by they grow exponentially. And so, if you're if you're sitting there trying to figure out what you do not know about an enemy who's exponentially coming up with plots against you. If you're trying to do that, you'll never get there because, first of all, you don't know what they're plotting. And second of all, they're doing it over and over about all kinds of things. And so if your heart is trying to figure out and fe in fear of what they're doing, you'll just never know it. He said, hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, meaning I just don't even want to know about it. Hide me from it. I, I, don't, even, I don't, don't even want to care about it. Why? Because it's really nothing for me to care about, about it, God, and you're handling it. I don't need to handle it. He says, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. Uh, he says, hide me from their plots and hide me from their rebellious acts. I don't want to know what they're doing. And in many ways, when you're dealing and helping people in certain situations and you know that they're struggling with sin or they're struggling with whatever they're struggling with in this world, and boy, we're helping people who are struggling with all kinds of stuff. When you're dealing with people like that, or you're trying to help them, the truth is I'm not really, people say, I'll use this example. If I'm dealing with somebody who needs money, they're in a parking lot in Montgomery, and I've done this many times before, people would just come up to me and say, oh, I need some money. And sometimes the Holy Spirit tells me, 
Okay, yeah, help this person. The Holy Spirit tells me, no, don't do anything. Don't help this person. Now, I have to trust what the Holy Spirit's saying because the Holy Spirit's the one in charge. And so I, I need to hear what he says. But people say, why do you help that person? You're just paying for their paying for their addiction or paying for their issue. And I might be. I don't know that. I'm ignorant as to that person and where they are in life. I, I am. But that being said, the Holy Spirit's not ignorant to that. And it, it's not, I don't really care. I care not what they're going to use it for in reality, because what I do care about is doing what God has told me to do. And if God's told me to, to give to this person, then I'm just going to, I'm just going to trust faith, trust, hope, believe. I'm going to trust that God's handling and what I'm doing is for his bed. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it so that I can visibly know some future result. I'm not doing it so that I can find out some deep thing about some dark thing that's going on in the world so that I can snuff it out. I'm just trying to trying to be light in the moment. And if I if the Holy Spirit says help this person, you just help that person. You help them as much as you possibly can and you allow the light that is you to be used by the Holy Spirit to help them. But you don't try to figure out all the issues that are going on and fix all the issues. Now, I'm an attorney also. There are people that I help who can't help themselves, and I help them with legal things. Well, that's things I know about. That's things, if you're a nurse and you're helping somebody and you realize they've got, a, got some kind of issue, some kind of medical problem, and you help them with that, then you're not just helping them with the everyday things of life. You're helping them with the things you have expertise in. That's great, too. That's using what God has given you to help other people, but... Your help is not designed to fix everything. Your help is designed to provide light and hope so that the Holy Spirit can fix things. He says, hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. He said, I, I can't, I just don't, I, I, all that kind of stuff, I just can't know. And, and I'm going to tell you, that's true of me. I know that's the truth. I, I just can't fix everything. All I can do is be light and hope in a dark place for some things, for some people. And you can be that too, and you should be that too. He says, who, who sharpen their tongue like a sword. Now, sure, they are they good at those people who need help? Are they good at uh, seeking out help and, and asking for help and gaining help because they've got a good sales plan? And, and sure they are. Yeah, because they've been needing help for a long time and they get it wherever they can get the help from. Sure they are. So their, their, their tongues are sharp like a sword and, and bend their bows to shoot the arrows, bitter words. And will they turn on you? Sure, they will. Yeah, they'll turn on you. They'll turn on you in a heartbeat. They'll, 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 if they don't get what they want, bitter words coming right out of them that they may shoot in the secret, shoot in secret at the blameless. Are they going to fire at you? A lot of times they will. You're, the reason we help people and the reason we do what we do and the reason we, we want our life to be preserved from fear of the enemy is because we know that they're going to do that. They're going to do that. That's just the way life is. Suddenly they shoot at him, but suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They, they don't think what they're doing is wrong. They're just doing what they can to survive oftentimes. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They, they say to each other that what they're doing is, is okay because they come up with their own reasons for doing it. They talk of laying snares secretly. They plot and they plan to, to get what they want. They say, who will see them? And that's true. They think so many times, so many times, 
deal with people they think that it's never going to be known or it's never going to be figured out or whatever. They, they just do that. They devise iniquities. That's one of the things that makes human beings different from the devil does not create. He just imitates. Human beings create their own evil. They do. They're, they're, we're made, we have a likeness toward of God, even in our lostness. And we're made in his likeness, not completely. If you're lost, you're on the spiritual side, but we have, we still have retained that ability to create. And those who walk in darkness create evil. They make their own evil for themselves. We have perfected a shrewd scheme, they say. They come up with their own schemes of evil. This, this verse five and six is just hilarious to me when I read it because I deal with in the criminal side of my practice, which is probably about a quarter of what I deal with a lot of people who, when they come to my office, obviously they've been caught, but but they thought their plan was a good plan. And after you look at it, you go, that, why did you even think that was going to work? But they think so. They think it's shrewd and smart. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. What he's saying is, is these inward thoughts and these hearts of these men, they are using that creative aspect that God has placed in humanity to, to think of evil. And elsewhere in scriptures, it talks about a man inventing ways to do evil. And we do, we invent ways to do evil. It says, but, and there's the transition. We've moved from verse six to verse seven, the end of this and the transition is, but, and it's always, but God. And, and that is the transition. All this stuff that is going on in verses two through six that have to do with the workers, those who walk in darkness, those who are lost, all the things that go on always have a but God in them. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Maybe God's not going to allow them to have their will in their way. He's not. He set up the universe that way. Uh, the universe has cause and effect in it. We know that from our physical, from physics and science. We know that from, we know that from even the spiritual, even the philosophies, the spiritual philosophies of the lost world, world take that into account. You've got that people say that's just karma. What they're talking about is the cause and effect that God set up in the universe. And it, is there, is there a cause and effect in the universe? Sure there is. In the Bible, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. That which a man sows, he shall also reap. And so, so, there is a cause and effect in our universe that God has made because he, he is that way. There is a, that, that comes from his very nature. And so he said, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded, meaning God doesn't miss. He, do, he doesn't miss. When God decides to fix or, or set something, he does not miss. And that's one of the things that makes me love to trust God is because I know when God sits sets out to do something, it is done. And he's a rock. Uh, we've been talking about that the last couple of uh, Psalms. He's a rock. He's a firm foundation. He's for sure. He's a sure thing. God is a sure thing all the time. And uh, he is someone uh, to be trusted. And that's why we trust him. And really that's all he wants from us is that we trust him. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. Makes me laugh again. Yeah, he does. He does. They, I, I can't tell you how many times I asked him, why did you, why did you do that? I thought this and that and the other. And then they go, and I go, and I say something like that. That was never going to work. And they go, yeah, I don't know. 
They know eventually. They figured out. But he, he says, so he will make them stumble over their tongue. He, God's going to, if you're worried about all the things that could come against you and destroy you, all the plotting of the enemy, all the plotting of the wicked, if you're worried about that, it'll destroy your life. That's what the verse 2 is talking about. It'll destroy your life. You can't do that. God's handling that with his with how he's created the universe and how he operates. His cause and effect and his holiness. He, he, he Let God handle that. So he will make the, them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. Meaning he's going to make them a spectacle. He's going to make them... It's obvious that, that that what they've done and what they're doing is evil and wrong. God does that. He, I'm telling you, he does that. I can tell you in so many ways in my life how he's proven this to be true. He does that. He does not allow iniquity. He does not allow iniquity to stand for long. He says, all who see them shall flee away. It makes me just think about when the cops show up, when the police show up. Everybody runs. The reason they run is because they were doing something wrong. That's just why would you, when the police show up and I'm there, when the police show up in other places, when the have you ever seen the police show up at a restaurant and everybody run from the restaurant? No, why? Because they're all eating. They're not doing anything wrong. But the police show up some places and everybody runs. Well, the reason they run is because they do something wrong. They, 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 they're fleeing from from justice. They're fleeing from what's wrong. So he says he's going to make them stumble over their own tongue. He's going to cause them to flee away. He can when God shows up, the enemy scatters, and and that is the way it always is. And you can trust Him. He's taking care of you. He says all men shall notice. He says everyone fears God. Everyone does, and it's important that I fear God, and and that I understand as as one of His as the source of His life that I fear God, and that I always am doing what's in the best interest of others. And my heart does not need to be turned toward protecting me. My heart needs to be turned toward helping others because God's protecting me. If God's protecting me, then he's protecting me so that I can be like to the others. And he is, he's doing that. He says, and men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. They're gonna see God and they're gonna see his work. If we'll not do what verse two says, if we'll do what two, verse two says and let God hide us from us from the plots of the wicked and the rebellions of the workers of iniquity. Don't worry about that. We What we do is we fear God and we declare the work of God. And it says, for they shall wisely consider his doing, meaning they are going to actually gain wisdom from us doing that. They're going to look around and go, see how God works in that situation. See how God works for them. There's actually that light. Our light does have purpose and meaning in the world. It does change things. He says, the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him. Notice, the righteous find their joy, their gladness from God, and then they trust him. And all the upright in the heart shall glory. When you trust God, when you trust in God, you begin to glory in what he does because you begin to see his work around you. And if someone's watching this and and they've had light shown to them, and you're actually seeking, and that would be really the only reason you'd ever even sit here and watch me. It's not like I'm beautiful. It's not like this is a a, a, a amazing studio we're doing uh, Bible study in. We're just doing it at my mealtime table. I guess you call it breakfast table. I don't know what it is. The, 
The kitchen's in the background. My truck's out the window. I have a beautiful view, but you don't. And you're not here for, for anything aesthetic because it's not really aesthetically pleasing. What you're here for is to hear the truth. And if you're listening to the truth and you've had light shined in your heart, grab hold of that light. Do that. Grab it. Because trusting in Him, grabbing hold of that light and trusting in Him is the only hope you have. And it's a good hope. It's a sure hope. It's not just a forlorn hope. It's a real hope. And He is going to be faithful uh, to you if you will turn and believe and trust in Him. And, and you will see the truth and glory too. And He will begin to pull you out of the pit that you're in. He really will. And amazing. He will pull you out really quick. That's how God is. He pulls uh, people out of the pit. He pulls them out fast. And he's very effective in doing it. And for those who trusted him in the past, continue to trust him. For those who have not trusted him yet, God is faithful. If you'll trust him, he'll give you his very best. And you will see good things in your life. And you won't have to live in fear and, and darkness anymore. And so if you hear his voice, turn and turn to him. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.